This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Hi everybody, welcome back to Living the Gospel. You've got Kathy and Julia with you again today. Hi everyone. So today we're going to talk about a topic that personally I think is relevant for a lot of people. For everyone, I would say. Yeah. So the title that we have for today is Comparison is the Thief of Joy, which is a quote actually from, I believe it's attributed to Theodore Roosevelt. And might be the truest thing I've ever read. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is how we, I'm pretty sure we've all experienced that, that comparing ourselves to other people does not make us feel good. No. In any not. way. And of course, we know that to compare ourselves is to measure ourselves against another person, wherein either we come up short mm-hmm. or we think that we're better. It really is. It's ranking yourself. It and is ranking, ranking others. Yourself. That's actually crazy. When you think about yeah, it like that, yeah. you see how ridiculous yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Like, I would never sit down and rank my friend group. Right. But that's actually what comparing yourself to others is. Right. <laughs> and you, yeah, you think of this person is above you and this yeah. person is below you. Yeah. And you probably act towards those people then according to according that as way. well, right? For sure, for sure. Which is... Oh, yeah, and it's so, poison for relationships, for it sure. It is poison. So... It is something, though, that I believe that all people deal with. Mm-hmm. And it can be in many ways, right? Like, what, yeah. you know, what do we compare? Looks, personality, abilities, spiritual, yeah. for sure. Spiritual, yeah. Um, you know, status in life, where yeah. you've come from. Popularity. Where you, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All these kinds Financial of Financial stuff, like yeah. how well off you are or you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of house you live in, what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear. There's, There's so, so many, many aspects. Things, so many things. So, but why do, why do we compare ourselves to others? It's interesting because I was talking about this with a couple friends just last night. The three of us are all actually in quite different situations in life. And it's interesting because I feel like no matter what situation you're in, you can look around you at other people and think that what they have is better. Mm -hmm. Or that they have it easier somehow. Or that people like them more because of this. Or... That they are better off because no matter what your situation in life is, you can compare yourself. When As we were talking about it, we talked about how actually what it comes down to, and this is what I've experienced for myself, it comes down to my own ego. Mm-hmm. I think that I deserve something, or I think that I should be a certain way, or that my life should be a certain way. And there's many different factors that kind of contribute to why we think like that. Right. For me, one of the best weapons and the best tools that have helped me to work through this is a story about the Apostle Peter Mm -hmm. in the Gospel of John. And Peter, you know, Julie and I have talked about Peter so often recently. Peter's my favorite apostle. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. (laughs) But he's such an interesting man. And the way that he's written about in the Bible we can see a little bit of his personality, actually, right? Yeah. And he comes across as sort of impulsive and possibly a, that he had a lot of fear of man because there are a couple of stories about him, right? Yeah. Well, and in the days in the days before they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, some of the stories we read, it's, yeah, the fear of man, it shows. And, 
And I think a lot of zeal without a lot of wisdom, which is common yeah. common for us when we start yeah. out as a disciple, right? For example, the story like of him denying Jesus three times right. because he was scared for his life. Right. Um, the story of him, you know, just getting angry and hacking that guy's yeah. ear off when they came <laughs> to get Jesus. Yeah. And this, and, and also the story about when he he kind of showed a lack of wisdom when Jesus told them what he was going to suffer, right. and Peter was like, "Far be it from you right. that you should yeah. have to suffer that." And Jesus actually turned to him and said, "Get behind me, Satan," because <laughs> he didn't understand what God. God's plan was, yeah. right? But yet from that extremely relatable human nature, yeah. God was able to make such an incredible man of God out of Peter. Yeah. And he wrote those letters that are such an invaluable help for so many. Well, and you know? it also is written about him. Jesus said to him, you are the rock upon whom I will build my church. Like that, yeah. So, he was a real person. In whom God re- was able to do something amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But this particular story, we got a little bit sidetracked with her. Because we love Peter. <laughs> yeah. But um, in this particular story, Peter is questioning Jesus about something that John did. And Jesus turned to Peter and he said to him, what is that to you? You follow me. Yeah. So, that is just the most incredible exhortation of how it should be with yeah. us. Yeah. I can look at someone else, but what is that to me? Yeah. God has a work that he wants to do in my life. Mm-hmm. And he I can't find those works by looking at someone else and saying, "Oh, I w- I should have it more like them." Or I wish that I had a little bit more of the personality that, you know, I could do this and this for people or right. different things, but but God actually made me a specific way because he's going to put me in circumstances that he's planned. And he he needs me to have the personality and whatever it is that he's given me in order to carry those things out. So, it's yeah. written here in Psalms 139, which is something awesome to read over and over again to get faith about, you know, what's written about yourself mm-hmm. or what's what God has said about yourself and, and the kind of person that – or the kind of future and plan that he has for you. That's an amazing book. Um, but in – so, in verse 16 – Starting there, it says, this is David talking to God in in song. It says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, Mm -hmm. and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Mm -hmm. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. And then in another spot it says, I am, oh, sorry, just earlier than that, it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and Mm -hmm. wonderfully made. So, God has made us all very deliberately, and we've talked about that maybe yeah. a bit in a previous podcast, but to compare ourselves to others and think, I wish I was more like this, I wish I was more like that, is actually, you can almost say it's exalting your thoughts above God's, because yeah. He has decided I should be like this, and who am I to say, actually, yeah. wouldn't it be better if I was like this, <laughs> you yeah. know? And also, to think <laughs> about, when we think about the other side of comparison, which is to compare ourselves favor- favorably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm against other people, when I look around at these other people that I'm comparing myself to, God also made each one of them exactly as uniquely and individually as He made me. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm looking at this person and wishing, oh, they should be more like this and this, or like, what a, how, why are they acting like that? What, first of all, none of my business. Exactly. <laughs> and second of all, God made this person yeah. and He loves yeah. this person just as much as He loves me. And I'm looking down on them and I'm despising them? Yeah. 
That's so ugly. It is. And it's and it's crazy how close to home it lies. Like I, I had a conversation with, I think it was maybe with uh, our nephew Brian a little while ago, um, just about how crazy it is that as humans, we swing so quickly and so wildly between having zero self-esteem and being so arrogant yes. over and over again. And that's, that's our nature, you yeah. know? So yeah, we can look around at other people and I know for myself, it, that's what I just said is so true of me that I can go from looking around and being like, everybody is so much better than me. I'm useless. Mm -hmm. I'll never accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. And then five seconds later, I'm working with somebody, let's say at church on a, on a task that we're doing together. And I'm just so annoyed with them. Yeah. Like, why can't you just do it my way? The way I do it is clearly the best and makes the most sense. And it's so stupid. Like, well, and it sounds so, when you say it out loud, it just sounds so like, oh my goodness. Like, why would anyone be right. like that? But we have to acknowledge that these things are in our flesh. Yes. Because yeah. if I don't acknowledge it... I can't overcome it. Exactly, exactly. But God's intention, like like you just said, is that He's given us our personalities and our circumstances, whatever it is, and put us in these situations because He needs this type of person in this situation. Yeah. And like, for example, using the example of working, whether it's at work or in your friend group or in your family or at church, um, there's these verses in 1 Corinthians that are, that are super good, 1 Corinthians 12, and they're actually talking about the church at that time. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14. For in fact, the body is not one, one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So if <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the wisdom of God, that that's how he's put us into our whatever, social circles, work, yeah. everything. Yeah. And all these different people, and we use the word ministries sometimes, are very needed. God has a plan that is very specific for you. Mm. And if you're looking around to the left and right at what other people are doing, how are you going to find that plan? And the thing that we should be comparing ourselves to is the Word of God. The Word of God, Because yeah. that actually is, I think about this quite often, I remember hearing this actually many times probably at church, but that we are to become the Word of God on two, on two feet. feet. Yeah. And it's such, like if I have that picture before me, I'm going to become the Word of God that people can can see the life of Christ in me and can can taste and actually, don't the disciples, or someone, was it Peter who says that about Jesus, that we tasted and handled the yeah, word in him? Yes, yeah. So, that, I that, can, John actually, actually, anyways, that yeah. can happen is, in me as well, that if I'm comparing myself to the word, if I'm getting to know it, if I'm digging into it and finding out God, then God gives me light when I do that, right? Mm -hmm. And I get to see how it really is with me, not how it really is with the others, right. how I really am, what what is in my flesh the things that hinder me from being like it is in the Word. That, so, God shows me that, and I overcome those things, and I become more and more like the Word of God. And that's all that matters. That's yeah. that's yeah. what I'm comparing myself to, and that's what I'm becoming, and that's my end goal, mm -hmm. right? Then I'm conformed into the image of the Son. It's written about Jesus that He is, He became the Word, or the Word became flesh. And dwelt among us. And dwelt us. among yeah. us. And that can actually happen in my life as well, right? Mm -hmm. Not 
Not that I am already perfected, as Paul said, but that's what I'm pressing forward to, pressing forward to that goal of becoming like Jesus. And I cannot do that if I'm looking to the right and to the left. Exactly. It's written that we should run as if only one wins the prize. And you can interpret that as meaning running the fastest, but you can also interpret that as keeping your vision fixed right Mm -hmm. before you. Because if you watch people running in a race... If they are turning around to look around at how the others and where are they, they're losing time. Mm-hmm. So, they're focused, they're driven straight ahead. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, when, when you were speaking there, something just came to me. It just reminded me of a quote that I heard from, from somebody who I respect a lot is that um, God will never speak to you about somebody else. Right. He'll speak to you about yourself. Right. So, it's not that, you know, I'm out here getting all this light from God about how other people should live their lives, right? (laughs) God will only speak to me about what I should do. And He prompts me so quietly with the Spirit. And it's so important that I'm focused in so that I listen and that I work with that instead of looking around at how the other people are doing. Because for sure, it can be so easy. As soon as God shows me something about myself, right away as I see that everybody else is doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? But God, His his only intention is that I work with the Word. Yeah. And... it just reminds me of this verse too in Micah. I love this verse. And we actually have this verse up on our wall. It says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? That's what the Lord requires of us. And it's that simple. Yeah, We don't need to make it more complicated than that. And the thing is that Satan would like to try and use this idea of comparison to do, I, th- I think, mainly to do two things. To discourage us, yeah. perhaps, yeah, to, to drag us down, right? He'll do whatever he can. Absolutely. To discourage us and drag us down. And to drive a wedge between us and those with whom we would otherwise have a good relationship, and possibly even those, let's say, who we have very necessary fellowship with about our, our goal of becoming like Jesus. Mm-hmm. If he could drive a wedge in there, nothing would make him happier, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, whether it's, you know, for example, like you were talking about how you had a conversation with your friends the other night, like... You can compare yourself about spiritual things very, very easily. Yes, um, Somebody who you think has come further than you. Um, and also about earthly things. Like, for example, like probably, um, well, I don't know what your conversation was about last night, but like, for example, both of us are single in our 30s. And uh, like, it can, we have a lot of friends who are married with kids, right? Yeah. So, it can for sure be easy for us to look at them and be like, oh, it must be so nice to have someone to come home to and they have so much and they've attained, they've checked all these boxes that kind of the world thinks you should check by a certain age. Right. And then they can also look at us and be like, ah, oh, they have so much freedom. They can <laughs> sleep in on Saturday, you know, like, <laughs> and we do, and we do. <laughs> all these stupid things. But, but the whole point, like all of this just creates dissatisfaction when you could just be thankful for what you yeah. have and where God is, what situations yeah. God has given you, yeah. right? And that's something that I've actually really worked with and have learned is like thankfulness yeah. for what God has yeah. given me. And yeah. I know, I I personally know beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything in my life right now is this way because this is exactly how God wants yeah, it to be for yeah. me. And I think you and I have both worked with this a lot. And, yeah. I, and I think, like, speaking for myself, and I'm sure for you too, like, I have actually come to a place now where I am extremely thankful for how God's made it yep. by without effort. Like, it's I'm, I'm no longer tempted to be unthankful for the situations that God has given me. And that has been a work. But that has also removed so much despondency and discouragement and loneliness and all these things yep. from my life. Yep. And 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 freed me up to be good to those around me without this envy and this bitterness yeah. coming in and cr- driving yeah, that wedge in thing. like Satan would like to do, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's written about Satan that he is a thief who comes only to kill, rob, and destroy. Yeah. Yeah. That's his whole intention. Mm-hmm. So, when I, if I get these kind of thoughts, thoughts of comparison mm-hmm. and dissatisfaction because someone else has something, or pride and high-mindedness because I see the way people are doing things, you need to remind yourself, those are not my thoughts. No. Those are thoughts from Satan who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So I have to remember that. I have to those thought patterns are not my own. And but just one other point I thought to touch on is there can be a good side of I almost don't want to call it comparison. Don't then. <laughs> <laughs> but we can have role models, mm. right? Like we mm. were talking about Peter. Mm-hmm. The most amazing role model. And if I can learn from his life. The, the faith that he had, the work that happened mm-hmm. in him, if I can learn from that. Well, just it can be an inspiration, right? It can be an inspiration. And the thing is, if I'm looking at someone else and seeing how it went with them, then it needs to be coupled with faith in my life that it can go the same way as right, me. Right, right. Right? Not, not the, looking Not ins- the same way, per se, but as well, in the way right. that God has Correct. planned for me. Correct, yeah. So... I mean, it, we do have heroes of faith, we call them, right? And these role models who can mm-hmm. actually show us so much by their mm-hmm. lives. And some of them are in God's Word, and some of them are around us. Correct. So, yeah. yeah, to look at those people, for example, we, the pair of us have a friend who we look up to who just like, if you want to look at her just in every way, she's nailing it. Like, that's what I feel like. I'm sure she doesn't feel like that, but <laughs> she's nailing it. Yeah. We just like, she's, she's just simply the best. And yeah. she's just... And everyone heart, knows it. Everyone knows it. She's got a heart of gold. Everyone loves her to pieces. Yeah. And like... It, you know, it's been a work for both of us, I think, but instead of, you know, comparing ourselves and becoming despondent, to just, like, drink of the good spirit that's in her and use her as an inspiration yeah. to also just serve Jesus with that kind of joy that she yeah. does, you know? Yeah. Not to try and do what she does. No, we're different people. But to have that same enthusiasm for giving everything to right. do these works that right. God has for me to do, yeah. right? So, because people can really inspire us. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's it's when we take when we look at those around us who are, for example, an inspiration or a really good example, and yeah, like you said, couple that with faith that God can also do a work in me, and not let that be something that leads me to despondency and oh, why am I not like them? Because God doesn't want you to be like them. That's why. Yeah. Just use their spirit that's in them. They're good. Yeah. Use that as an inspiration instead, and then yeah. it can become very. It can become a blessing for your life, actually. Yeah. And like Paul does write, follow me as I follow mm-hmm. Christ. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. We're all following Christ. Mm-hmm. That's We're walking on the way that he opened mm-hmm. through the flesh so that we can be conformed yeah. to his image. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Not that we all become carbon copies, these little robots who are all doing the same thing, but that we become transformed and he can be glorified through the work that he's able to do in our lives. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly the thing. And then that that brings such a freedom to be yourself. Like, among the people that we know who are, I don't know how to say it, who we respect and admire the most because of their life in Christ, they all are still loaded with personality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I think of some of the people that we look up to and how hilarious some of them are and how out there some of them are and like but they're following christ and because of that they're free to have the personality that god has given them yeah his god's intention is that i have my personality but purified right and then that's the best person i can be yeah and it makes it so good for those around me and like we started off with those verses in psalm 139 he made me who i am he gave me this personality that he gave me yeah and I can use it for good. Mm-hmm. So then I have that freedom, and then also 
I give everybody else that same freedom. Right. So and I don't look around at the important. others and, and compare them to me then or to anyone and think that they need to be different, but to let every single person have the personality that God gave them and thrive in their own area where God's put yeah. them. And I would I would encourage everyone, and possibly many of you already do this, but just read Psalm 139 mm. over and over and really believe that those words are written about you. Yeah. That's yeah. That is how God created you yeah. and His intention for you. Pray that God gives you faith to believe what's written there, yeah. for sure. Well, that's all, that's all we had for today, but I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm inspired to work with this even more personally, yeah. actually. Yeah. And like we said, as you come into different stages in life, it can be different things that come up, but in each of them, we have the same motto. What is that to you? You follow me. Yeah. And if I follow that, then I'm going to be happy in every situation. Exactly. So, thanks again for listening, everyone. Yep. As always, you can find lots of good articles on the website to read if you want. Yep. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.